Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You found Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. A deep dive on one player. In just 5 to 10 minutes. Now, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to today's edition of Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I am Paul Charchian, my co host, as he has been for all of the Fantasy Football Weekly Micros, Tyler Canabley. Hello. I'm trying to hold off Brian and the rest of the crew for as long as I, know. I can. They're getting antsy, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, feedback's been all good. We appreciate everybody who's reached out with player suggestions on Twitter at Paul Charchian and at Tyler Canabley, K N A E. B L E K N A E B L E. Uh, if there are players you'd like to hear us break down, do a deep dive on, let us know. Tyler, who are we starting with today? Start a little wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Christian Watson, rookie, uh, kind of really good rookie last year. He finished as the wide receiver 33, but it was kind of the last half of the season, which you're really for kind sure. of in yes. tune with. Uh, his ADP right now is wide receiver 23. And much like uh, the player we had last week, he's kind of a tale of two halves. He's got weeks one through nine. He averaged one catch for 9.7 yards and one t- touchdown, which was a rushing touchdown. Yeah. And then he dropped that opening, that opening season bomb touchdown yes. um, that, was, that I, you know, I think haunted, haunted Packer fans for quite a while. Um, but you know, he could have had another touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he started the season off really rough. And you hear Rodgers talk was, about it in yeah. some of those Pat McAfee interviews. He's like, he kind of struggled. And then after that Cowboy game, the kind of the floodgates really opened for him. He averaged after that game, which was in week 10, he averaged 3.7 catches, 60 yards, but he had eight total touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is crazy. All those came, those eight total touchdowns came in a four-game span. Yeah, wasn't it 2-2-2-2? Two, two, two two, I think I it was 3-2. Something like one, that. 1-1, one, yeah. I think, is what okay. it was. Yeah, but still insane because it was the wide receiver two, nine in that span. One. I'm going to carry the one, divide by zero. Yeah, I think he had three in the Dallas game for sure. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Uh, now, in fairness to Watson, he was hurt through most of that first half of the season. Yes. So, it, you know, it wasn't like he was out there and just not performing. Mostly, he wasn't even on the field in the first half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little weary because, I mean, you mentioned the injury, but when he was healthy, we saw, like, we saw the touchdowns. Everyone knows that he was scoring touchdowns, but outside of that, he didn't give you a lot of kind of the volume you would hope to see in the mm-hmm. passing game. He only had 
two games with five-plus receptions throughout the whole season. He never had a game with more than six. Zero games with double-digit targets. And he had 11.7 team target share. Romeo Dobbs and Robert Tunyon were at 11.9%. So So Robert Tunyon and Romeo Dobbs, who did like nothing all season, had a higher percentage team target share. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make you feel great. It doesn't make you feel great at all. And especially, and it would be one thing if maybe you saw the production in college or kind of you've seen it before because right. wide receiver 23 is, is a, a steep price to pay for which you're like that's a quality receiver probably a fourth or fifth round pick for you so he only had like the most targets he ever had in college or the pros in ndsu his high was 43 and targets, that was targets not catches, targets yes targets. target or no catch sorry it was it was okay, catches. Thank receptions you. I was 43. Be clear on that no yeah at NDSU, the most he had was 43. And that's not that's not like he's playing the SEC or the Big Ten. He's playing at NDSU. NDSU is a really good Division II program. But, but they're not in the no. yeah, the F- no. FBS. Correct. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about where he can go from rookie season to sophomore season. Because obviously, at, at wide receiver 23, people are counting on him to have more production. The touchdowns are great. But if you're only going to have three, four receptions a game, no way does that touchdown productivity hold. Yeah, so he's going to definitely have to step up just from a pure volume because we, we've seen the touchdowns. We know what he is in the red zone. We know what he can be used kind of a, as a down-the-field mm-hmm. sort of option. Yeah, super fast. I just have questions whether or not he's going to be – because he's being drafted like he is the one in this offense right now. Mm-hmm. And to say that he is – to say the Packers don't draft a Smith and Jigba or like one of those elite pass catching tight ends like a Mayer or a Dalton Kincaid, mm-hmm. that's really going to cut into his already low team target share. I mean, he wasn't fighting with anybody for targets last season. Oh, yeah, still- nobody. Yeah, right. He, he was running unopposed, basically. Yes. Al Lazard did nothing. Yeah. The, the team let him walk this year. You also have to think about the whole Jordan Love aspects of this, too, because we, we, do, we truly have just zero idea how good or how bad Jordan Love. Will yeah, be. we think we know a little bit about Jordan Love, but not a lot. So I, I thought it would be worth he's to, to go back to his one career start. And he's had one. It was against the Chiefs. It was two seasons ago. And so I went back and rewatched every one of his passes from that game. What a freaking disaster. I did not remember it being so bad. So the team got, uh, they got shut out through the first 55 minutes of the game. And wow, Jordan Love was awful. His, his technique looked so shaky. Now, again, this is two years ago, right? So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, he improvised when he didn't necessarily have to. His passes were not accurate. He threw into coverage constantly. I mean, just really bad decision-making. He was mostly a, <clears throat> a one-read passer. He would stare down a guy and then covered or not, here comes the ball. Now, a lot of times those guys were Devontae Adams who bailed out some bad passes, and that dude battled for some balls in that game, and that turned out okay. Um, when he got blitzed, Jordan Love just folded. Just it was, it it was way worse than I remember. Oh, and by the way, he is a little bit more mobile too. So we did see some scrambling from him. You know, he's tall, he's kind of lanky, um, and he's got some. He does have some running ability. Uh, he got forced out of the pocket a lot sometimes of his own accord, um, but. You know, for whatever it's worth, that one full game that we got out of Jordan Love was not at all promising. Yeah, I also went we rewatched the end of the Eagles game from last season when the Eagles blew out the Packers and they put yeah. in Jordan Love at the end, which I mean you can say it was a blowout, so maybe the defense wasn't trying as hard. But I mean, I think he had a couple good passes in there. I remember a long touchdown to I think Christian Watson actually, so mm-hmm. maybe that can play off something, but 
I'm just not entirely, we, like I said, we just don't know. Because like you, you mentioned the game from two years ago. Two years is kind of a long time. You can, he yeah. hopefully improved Should in that time. You yeah. hope he's better. He had three years to sit behind yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully he's better. Okay, but this. If you're the Packers and, you know, this Aaron Rodgers drama is not new. If Jordan Love looked like an above-average NFL quarterback to the Packers, they'd already cut. This thing with Aaron Rodgers would have happened last year. You know, not this year. The separation would have already happened, I think. But I think Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs when he when they they draft Jordan Love and then it's mm-hmm. MVP, MVP. You can't, you cannot cut an MVP quarterback well, just because they, he, they would have cut him. They be, traded him at higher value, though, right? I don't know. I I just don't know because I think at it. that time they the Packers like okay we still we just went to the NFC champion or we we got the back-to-back one seed I think two times mm-hmm. we're trying to make a run. Rodgers is our best chance to do that. We still have a Super Bowl winning roster probably in their mind. So they're not like they're not just going to we're going to like this is probably the worst case scenario for the Packers that Rodgers is bad and then the whole the whole thing just blows up in their face. It's a it's a monsoon down there in, in <laughs> Green Bay. I don't even know what to call it. But I think that's I just back to Jordan Love. I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can land on is I don't know. And I'm willing to take a chance on I don't know because that's how you kind of get some of these really good values at ADP. I would rather pay Jordan Love's ADP than Christian Watson's ADP. Oh, for Jordan sure. Jordan Love's probably, I don't have it in front of me, probably going off the board is quarterback 30. Yeah. So you know, I would rather pay that than gamble on, on Christian Watson. And obviously Christian Watson can only be as good as Jordan Love lets him be. Well, let's play the ADP game. Let's play the Christian right, Watson ADP game. Okay. First one, DJ Moore, wide receiver 21. Um, I will take the proven DJ more. Not, not that he's ever been flashy, but mm, this is the best downfield passer that he's ever going to get paired with now in Justin Fields. Okay. Jerry Judy, wide receiver 22. You know, for the moment, I'm, I'm going to stick with, again, Jerry Judy's a really good receiver and that offense gets better in Denver. I'll stick with Jerry Judy. I'm with you. Drake London, wide receiver 24. I don't trust Atlanta's quarterback situation. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. Drake London, are off. Drake London might be my most drafted wide receiver. <laughs> All right, because well, I, I, I at the end of the year with Ritter, he had an ungodly amount of targets and receptions. Like he he proved that he was a volume guy, and he was a volume yeah. guy in college too. He, this is a guy who put up over I think like twelve touchdowns, over a thousand yards in college, 80, 80 receptions, yeah, super so, productive. Yeah, I'm with Drake uh, you're, London. You're kind of selling me actually on Drake yeah, London over Christian <laughs> okay. Watson. All right, Keenan Allen, wide receiver 25. This seems too low. People are just bored of Keenan Allen, but he's still a good player. If he's just, healthy, the, yep. the injuries and stuff, I get that. I mean, that's you know, that is a that's a that's a real area of concern for him. So I I would but I'd still take Keenan Allen. Speaking of criminally underranked, Christian Kirk, wide receiver 26. What he finishes wide receiver 9 <laughs> last year and Trevor Lawrence is just going to get better? Yeah. That is a that's a terrible ranking for so him. Are we wow. are we in agreement then? Granted, that, Calvin Ridley's going to come back. Yep. And he's going to eat into some of what Christian Kirk got last year, but still. So we're, we're pretty much in agreement that Christian Watson's value uh, way I, too I, high. I, yeah, I've got. I think there all these players who are going right around Christian Watson. I'd take all of them. Yeah, over, so would I. Yeah, so would Christian I. Watson, and um, I just don't believe you got to have productivity. The touchdowns are great, but you can't sustain those kinds of touchdowns on three and four receptions a game. Can't yep. do it. Yep. And then the Jordan Love question mark. So, yeah, too much uh, too much risk for my blood, uh, particularly in a format like guillotine, where you know any any bad game could be your last. I can't uh, I can't advocate for Christian Watson any format. What do you think in Dynasty? Are you more intrigued about Christian Watson in Dynasty because of the age and uh, the upside trajectory that he could have? Yeah, I think I shot at him in Dynasty just because he's he's young. 
and he's you see the talent, like you see the frame. You just gotta hope he kind of improves on some of those. The frame's a picket fence. I mean, the dude is tiny. Christian Watson? Well, he's tall, but he's just so thin and lanky. Is that true? I yeah. feel like I've seen him. He looks kind of big. You think so? I I see a track. I see a track star playing in pads. Okay, that's fair. But he's tall though. He's yeah. tall. I feel like he's bigger than T Higgins though. I mean, not as tall, but I feel like he's more built than built T. Higgins. I don't, maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't. I don't see it that way. Yeah, uh, it's too bad because you know I just watched that whole Jordan Love game, but that was two years ago, so yeah. I didn't get to see Christian Watson. I'll, I'll put it this way: I'm not going out there and trading for Christian Watson. Like he's not a buy for me. Mm-hmm. But if if I like stumble my way into him, I wouldn't be mad Dynasty. about it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for listening for this uh, to this edition of Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. This was Christian Watson. We've got a new player coming up tomorrow. Do, I don't know what we're supposed to say. Should we say who's coming up next? It's one of my favorite players. I loved him. I was banging the, the drum for him at this time last year. Loved him all offseason. And then all he did was wow me during the season last year. We'll talk about Damian Pierce on tomorrow's Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.